I'm Leslie, and this is a podcast about the hobbies where misfits belong. It's niche to meet you. My hobby is knowing and caring about other people's hobbies. At a casual dinner, I'm the one in the corner talking to a stranger about their plans to join an ultimate frisbee competition, which are indeed real, and I do know someone who moved to another state just to be closer to a better team. Yeah, I love hobbies. I think they're fascinating, and I mean this without a hint of irony, life-saving. Here's why. It begins with loneliness. The statistics on loneliness are shocking. The U.S. Surgeon General released a report in 2023 and spoke with NPR's Juana Summers about his findings. And I'm worried about this from a public health perspective because it turns out that being socially disconnected has real consequences for our health. It increases our risk of depression, anxiety, and suicide, but it also increases the risk of cardiovascular disease, of dementia, stroke, and premature death. And while the COVID-19 pandemic didn't help, The report says that even before COVID, approximately half of U.S. adults reported experiencing measurable levels of loneliness. Mr. Surgeon General, who has a real name, by the way, it's Dr. Vivek Murthy, is even going so far as to develop an entire national campaign to encourage social interaction to save humanity. I want people to know that the consequences of social disconnection are quite profound. And think about also the fact that social connection can be a source of healing for society. Like if I told you that there was a medicine that we could take that was freely available that could improve our mental and physical health and improve how we performed at school and in the workplace and how we came together as a society during difficult times, uh, and it was freely available, you would, you would say, gosh, well, why don't we all take it? It turns out that's what social connection is. It's medicine that's hiding in plain sight. The research is clear. The more connected we are, the happier we are, and the healthier we are. It's not reductive. It's just statistically true. So then, I wonder, is it too bold a claim to say that hobbies can save our lives? I'll go ahead and answer that question. It's not. In fact, there was a 2015 study And it said that engaging in leisure activities, which are defined as, quote, self-selected, self-rewarding behavioral pursuits that take place during non-work time, end quote, or, you know, hobbies, results in more positive and less negative mood, more interest, less stress, and lower heart rate. Hobbies and leisure activities have also been called the principal driving force underpinning the human desire to render life meaningful, or to give it a sense of passion, pleasure, and purpose. That's our goal here, is to build a society where we all feel deeply connected. Okay, now I'm going to talk about art. In a study called How Leisure Activities Affect Health, there's this lovely picture that's painted about the dynamics of leisure within society. I'm going to quote them here. Some mechanisms operate at micro levels, affecting individuals or very small groups, whereas others operate at meso levels, affecting larger groups, communities, and institutions, or at macro levels, affecting societies and cultures at large. And believe it or not, this makes me think of an art technique called pointillism. If you're fancy, you pronounce it pointillism. I'm not fancy, so it's pointillism. Pointillism builds off the color play of Impressionism by using small dots to make up a larger image. 
You might be familiar with the poster child of this technique. It's a painting called A Sunday on La Grande Jatte by pointillism father George Surratt. It's a scene of people alongside a river on a wooded bank. There are boats on the water and pets are scattered around. In the foreground, under the shadow of a tree's canopy, there's a woman standing with a parasol and a turn-of-the-century dress. There's even a musical based off the painting called Sunday in the Park with George. The roles were originated by legends Mandy Patinkin and Bernadette Peters. Yeah, this painting is iconic. And it's all just dots. Dots, I tell you. Dots! Having grown up with an artist mother, whose art books were always around, I knew of this painting from a young age. And she would tell me about the dots. How Surratt intricately created the painting with hundreds of tiny polka dots. And when I saw it in person as an elementary school kid, I remember standing as close as I could to see them. Sure enough, they are. They're just dots. But when I stepped back, a story began to emerge. First, the leg of the cat, then the body, then the dog next to it, then the woman sitting behind the dog, and eventually the entire image. The thing about pointillism is that you can't see the entire image without the individual dots working together. And actually, the idea of neo-impressionism could be described as a celebration of the moment when all the individual pieces come together and are transformed into something else. In fact, one of Surratt's protégés said of the movement, the separated elements will be reconstituted into brilliantly colored lights. There's this other quote by art critic and OG pointillism fanboy. His name was Felix Finion, and he said this, Take a few steps back, the technique vanishes. The individual parts disappear, and all that's left is the greater whole, the big picture image itself. Now, what has this got to do with hobbies? Well, consider each hobby to be an individual dot, and they're all surrounded by other dots, some larger than the others. Perhaps some are newer and outgrowths of other dots, When we pay attention to our surrounding dots and learn more about them, we better understand not only our place in the universe, but we can see the bigger, fuller picture of this masterpiece known as planet Earth. The little things that construct meaning and purpose for us don't just provide health benefits. They remind us that we are all a part of a larger whole. And when we learn more about other people's unique interests, we better appreciate the world around us and we can embrace and celebrate our differences. We find belonging in a sea of loneliness. And this is why I love hobbies. Hobbies are little dots of color that fill the canvas with texture and shape, and the best news of all, you're part of it, even if you don't feel like it. You know, we all feel like misfits in search of belonging at some point in our lives. I'm a misfit, so are you. We're all a little misfit, but the statistics are undeniable. We need to find ways to connect with others, even when it's complex, when it's dynamic, and when it's messy. My friend Susan noted when explaining her love of disc golf that niche subcultures and hobbies have their outlaws and legends, their pain and triumph, and unfortunately, their chauvinism, sexism, and politics. Yeah, it's messy. So yeah, I love hobbies so much, I'm starting a podcast about them. In fact, 
you're listening to it right now. You might even say it's my hobby, and it's called Niche to Meet You. Niche to Meet You is devoted to the misfits. This project celebrates little-known leisure activities, interests, conferences, gatherings, and meetups that you may or may not be familiar with. But after you hear our guest stories, you certainly will be. Some hobbies stay just that, a hobby, a thing you do on the weekends. Some hobbies turn into lifestyles. Our paid work fuels the hobby, and it begins to be treated more like a profession. And then some hobbies, for some people, become their real, full-time work and career. In this series, you'll hear from people in all of those buckets. In the first season, you'll meet a young adult who's spent his entire life playing a sci-fi tabletop war game soon to be produced as an Amazon film franchise. And you'll even meet the creators of those same war games and learn how they were developed in the 1970s out of the shadow of World War II. We'll also meet Rubik's Cube enthusiasts and competitors, dog sledding champions, a whole room full of Santas and Mrs. Clauses, Dungeons and Dragon dungeon masters, chess gossip followers, the list goes on. There's a lot of hobbies out there. We'll hear their stories told in their own voices, and we'll explore how belonging can be crucial for a society seemingly doomed to a future of seclusion and self-imposed isolation. The Surgeon General, in his report on the loneliness epidemic, is issuing a call for societal change. He's asking public forums, spaces, and influencers to encourage connection in real, physical ways. So I'm taking up this hobby. I'm connecting. I'm pointing out the dots. And I hope to show you just a little more of the big picture we're all a part of. This is how I can help. And I hope you'll come along for the ride. It's Niche to Meet You. Niche to Meet You is created and produced by Leslie Thompson. Our theme music is by Abigail Flowers. If you want to support the show, text two friends and tell them you really like what you heard. And if you want to support even more, check the show notes to see how you can buy me a pizza. I'd really appreciate it. Learn more about the show at niche2meetyou.show. Can I level with you for a second? A lot of shows at this point will tell you to subscribe, rate, and review. And I would love if you subscribed. Truly, I'd be honored. But to be honest, the other two don't help me that much. It has to do with like charting and all sorts of things that frankly, I'm just not eligible for. But you know what would really, really help? If you texted two friends right now to tell them about this show, that you've been enjoying it and you think they will too, it could literally be something as simple as, hey, I've been enjoying this show and I think you will too. And you know what I'll do? I'll even play you some music for 15 seconds while you do that so you don't miss a thing. And if you're driving, please don't do this, but maybe wait until you're done. Okay, here's the music and we'll get right back to the episode.